Hi everyone and welcome to the Tech Recruitment Podcast. This is the episode number, the next one, so let's kick it off. Robin, uh, you used to be an HR generalist, right? That was right. Uh, before COVID. And during COVID, you started transitioning to tech recruitment. So um, what was the motivation and what was it like to transition to now being a remote tech recruiter? So, Michael, I think that recruiter skills are transferable, completely transferable. And um, I had an interest in the tech um, recruiting space. And I could see it was a fast-moving industry um, and it was something I knew nothing about, but I thought I'm very keen to try my hand and see if I can attempt, you know, tech recruitment. Um, so I started looking into some courses to do to get my knowledge up to speed. And I did two courses on LinkedIn Learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I um, came across you as well, and you provided some great materials, like a mind map with different um, positions. Um, so in the beginning, I didn't know the difference between a Ruby on Rails developer or DevSop manager. And two years later, I must say I'm very comfortable within tech recruitment. So it is something that you can learn and quite easily. Yeah, but it must be also hard, right? Because you mentioned Ruby on Rails or DevOps engineer, or you know, you've been working on some really hard to fill roles, and it must be difficult for someone who has never heard of uh, you know the IT IT terminology. So, um, so what, what what was it like? Like when you first encountered the IT space, so were you scared? Were you excited? What was it like? There was a definite fear involved. I didn't think I would ever. Get come to terms with any of the, of the, the technology at all, or the because it just it's such this it's so vast as well, you know. Um, but the more you involve yourself, and the more you read, and the more you learn, it just just becomes like second nature. Mm-hmm. So I mean, my only delving into the tech world before was I think I did a HTML coding course back in two thousand, mm-hmm. um, just to kind of feel my way about it and it definitely isn't for me but what I do enjoy is connecting with people in technology and especially developers and I like interacting with them and seeing you know which which part they've chosen from a tech point of view and how they're using their tech skills um, within the organization that they're working for so it's fascinating to me. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Well, and now you are screening candidates uh, easily and with confidence. Just the recent placement was also kind of, uh, you know, uh, strange from from some uh, angle, right? Because the client was in the United States. You are based in uh, South African Republic, and then the client was looking for a Ukrainian or, or Russian software engineer, but the candidate should be based outside of Ukraine or Russia or Belarus. So now so many different factors uh, come into into place and uh, you actually found a candidate who was hired. So um, it's just unbelievable how international this uh, tech recruiting is, right? And now you are just kind of, you know, recruiting people from from South African Republic remotely. So uh, so what is it like? like when you see a requirement such as this one? And it's not just about the technical skills like the DevOps or PHP programming language framework, but also some other aspects of it. 
what what it is like to work remotely on such requirements? So um, it's quite exciting. I like the connection that I have with the rest of the world because sitting in at the bottom of South Africa, you can feel quite isolated at times and, and separated from Europe. So when these roles come up and I see the mixture of, of different requirements, it actually, I get quite excited about it and I enjoy reaching out to the different people. It just makes me feel more part of the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and using a tool like LinkedIn Recruiter Lite makes these um, – the search element quite quite easy for me if I know what I'm targeting. So for that specific role, I knew that the developer had to speak both bilingual English and Russian. Um, and you indicated the locations which I should look in. So for me, I think what I did was basically mainly focused on developers using the search engine that said which languages they spoke. And I put English and Russian mm-hmm. um, as a start and then put in the different locations and then started from that point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what I would do specifically was the role was for an American-based company. So I made sure that I sought out candidates that perhaps had previous experience with the American-based company as well, so would understand the culture. So mm. from that perspective, I think it would, would be easier to get through the interviews seeing as they had such great matching um, skill set for the mm. role. Well, this definitely helped because uh, they were so excited about the candidate. Um, in fact, uh, also the timeline is uh, just unbelievable because we published the requirement either on Wednesday or Thursday morning. Yes. And uh, I remember inviting the candidate for an interview already on Friday. So you must have found him somewhere between Wednesday and Friday morning when I found him. Correct. Yes. And then yeah, I invited him for an interview for a screening call and he booked it for Monday. So on Monday, I had a call with him um, and the client sent him an offer the next Monday. So literally within 10 days, we went from not having the candidate at all, you know, not even knowing uh, who to send to the client. And we got to a stage when the candidate who you found received an offer. So that's just unbelievable. It was amazing. I love working quickly if I can. So, and and, and if you've got a, a, a client who works quickly too, yeah, it's, it's even better. That's the best result. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. And I think from the developer's point of view, they they really don't want these drawn-out processes where they have to go through mm. many interviews. So luckily, the client was obviously very clear on what they were looking for, and the candidate had the exact experience. So, Yeah. Well, this was also one of the uh, fastest placements. So we should just make sure the people who are watching or listening to this podcast uh, don't take this as a benchmark because they make it... Uh, <laughs> Be disappointed when the next uh, placement doesn't happen within 10 days. Recruitment um, is is like that, up and down. Sometimes, you know, sometimes it's just a little bit more challenging than other times. Mm -hmm. And from your experience, um, how long does it take to get a meaningful list of prospective candidates? So candidates who respond to your messages, you have their CVs, you have their consent. How long does it take to collect, let's say, three good candidates for a requirement? Um, I think for me, it, it, in my opinion, it's very um, role specific. So if I have a role which is extremely challenging, perhaps the, the tech requirements are um, not common, um, 
the salary is not exactly on par with the candidates what they're looking for. Um, they aren't, and there aren't a lot of candidates that are on the market. Um, when it's a popular role, it could take probably, if I'm working on one role, I would say within four days, I'd like to have a group of at least four candidates. Awesome. Awesome. And yeah. you usually use LinkedIn Recruiter, as you mentioned. So you create a hit list of candidates, you start sending them messages or emails. And Correct. four days later, you have a group. Yes. So, I mean, I have the. I find that in certain countries, the the response rate is much higher than in, in other countries. I'm sure you find the same. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, in certain countries, you get a response within an hour, yeah. um, which is amazing. In other countries, it does take a few a few days to get back to you. Um, but it depends on, as I said, the role. And um, but I, generally, I must say, I usually get about. 80% of, of, of software developers responding and I've always found them very kind and um, if they're not interested, they do say thank you and keep in touch. So I do enjoy um, interacting with the developers. Mm, that's very nice because uh, some recruiters are fr- frustrated because uh, candidates are rude, but it also may be because they are not speaking the tech language, which yeah. you know, uh, of the last two years. I think what I always like to do is also mention in my first point of contact what the salary range is on offer. Mm-hmm. Um, that for me always seems to uh, put in, you know, clarify to these developers whether they think they want to apply or not. Um, that does seem to help. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I've, I think I've got a lot of respect for developers as well. It's something that I know I couldn't do. So I do have a lot of respect and I, hopefully that comes through in my communication with them. Mm-hmm. Okay. And some recruiters who are just starting in tech recruiting, they may wonder, how do you balance the vast amount of prospective candidates? Let's say when we were looking for the Russian or Ukrainian speaking developer outside of Russia or Ukraine, that pretty much you know includes a population of 200 million people in Europe, right? In those other countries. But you only have, let's say, 50 emails per month. So how do you find the balance between, you know, how do you know who to who to message with these emails? Um, so you can connect with people on LinkedIn generally and just send a little note on your, when you connect with them. Mm-hmm. And often you'll get a response in that way. And that won't limit your emails. And once they've responded, you can then message them with a, you know, whether they have an email that they can send you and you can correspond in that way. So often I do use just plain LinkedIn connect and then I write a note. And in that note, I include a short bit about what is, you know, what is on offer and whether they'd be keen. So I do find that that bumps up your emails quite significantly. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome. Well, LinkedIn also doesn't make it easy to send these connection requests from LinkedIn Recruiter, right? You need to, from LinkedIn Recruiter, open the public LinkedIn profile, which also, you know, is not straightforward. I guess it's the intention from LinkedIn. Correct. Uh, it is what it is. Okay, so um, yeah, you keep sending. That also increases your uh, talent pool, people who you are connected with. So how many many connections do you have now after two years of uh, working as a tech recruiter? I actually haven't checked my latest, but in the thousands, but I must double check and come back to you on that. Mm -hmm, Awesome. Yeah, I started off in the hundreds and now I've definitely got, yeah, definitely quite a few thousand at the moment. Yeah, well, we've yeah. just 
keep connecting with people every week, uh, the number increases, right? Right. The ceiling is 30,000. So, um, yes, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> so awesome. Cool. And uh, you mentioned LinkedIn recruiters. So, what other tools do you use and uh, you would recommend other recruiters uh, try as well? So I have had a little bit of success with Facebook as well. Um, there are software development groups on um, Facebook uh, where you can place an ad on on, on those specific sites. Um, not not as not as regularly as um, you know um, LinkedIn Recruiter, but um, there's also Discords where you can go onto Discords and chat with different communities of software developers in different countries. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome. And uh, before we started, you also mentioned Facebook group. You know, one of your placements with us was also when you uh, posted something in a group. Is, is yes, it- yes, it was a Node developer back in Node developer, mm-hmm. um, and it was a remote Node developer, and and we um, hired somebody for that role mm-hmm. on Facebook. Awesome, awesome. Well, these yeah. are some of the strategies that people may also know about, but they are like, oh, that probably doesn't work. I'll not do it. I've seen it with uh, a few recruiters also on our team. And then I usually tell them like, hey, look, you know, other people make placements with it. And they're like, sometimes you forget these things and then you've got to go back and say, oh, actually I should try, you know, and just try. Sometimes you just feel exhausted and in the search and, you know, and I always think to myself, there must be another way to find. I, I, I never give up. I never, I'm like, you know, I hate to give up on a search of finding the perfect candidate. So I tried different methods and until I found a, a suitable candidate. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's important to be resourceful, as you now mentioned, you know, to be able to brainstorm different ways. So um, that also must be difficult when you are working from home you know, for the last uh, year or two, kind of alone, if I, you know, get it right. So what is it like? How do you overcome this fact that, you know, you are not working in a team of 20 people. How how, how do you overcome this? It, it does take some self-motivation, definitely. Um, but as I said, I think um, just interacting with the, the candidates and then, you know, you've got your meetings if you want to join as well, so I can interact with you. And we've got Slack groups. Mm-hmm. Um, and that keeps me feeling um, supported and um, kind of, yeah, motivated to keep on working awesome awesome yeah well, the placement yes, also help you know to keep you motivated absolutely yeah right cool so yeah. Um, yeah, uh, you mentioned a few tools uh, what about chat gpt are you not afraid that uh, these new ai tools will replace you as a recruiter i think um perhaps one day but i don't see it happening in the next couple of years mm-hmm. um it's, it doesn't have like the search engine function yet that will enable you to narrow down your search for the best candidate. But uh, I do use it at the moment for um, better comprehension of the different tech skills. If there's a, a skill that came up um, recently, I had a client who was looking for a specific skill for video streaming, a tech skill for video streaming, which I, it was, I've never heard of before. And, you know, just put it into ChatGPT and it gives you a whole rundown of you know, what 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 the tech skill is and who uses it and how it's used. And it just gives you a brilliant understanding of the, the skill. So um have used it to have a better understanding of different 
tech skills or different companies which are hiring um, certain um, software developers so I can have a look at those companies and see what they do. Um, it's a brilliant tool just for expanding your knowledge. Mm-hmm. So true. So true. Yeah, you can use it to draft the messages to send to candidates or to prospective yes. clients as well. Exactly. Really. You know, and it's exactly. just 2023. These tools just uh, popped uh, up uh, out of the blue. And I'm Correct. just wondering what the next year and the following years will bring. And I think it's a, it's such a huge benefit for people who want to get into tech recruiting now to use that. Because mm-hmm. when I started, I didn't have that. But I yeah. think it would be highly beneficial to have that tool and to have to get a better understanding of back end, front end, and all the different yeah. Yeah, uh, just learn on the terminologies. Awesome, awesome, cool. Yeah. Okay. Um. So you you just mentioned um you know people who are transitioning. So what would you say makes a great tech recruiter? You know who should consider and who should probably not consider becoming a tech recruiter. I think. To be a great recruiter, you have to have a natural sense of sense of um, curiosity. Um, I I enjoy searching. I really do. I don't. I don't ever find it boring. I enjoy searching um, and interacting with different people. Um, and you got. Yeah, I think you just need to have a a sense of. Um, Wanting to know what's going on in the world, wanting to know what's what's happening within technology, um, and also have a, a, a high EQ in order to um, communicate well with the candidates and the clients, mm-hmm. um, and just make sure that you are. I think, from my perspective, when I look at candidates, I always think like, if I was the client, would I hire this person? Mm-hmm. So I would never want to place a candidate with somebody that I didn't think was suitable um, just for, you know, financial reasons. I really do give it um, thought as in, as if it's my company and would I hire this person for that particular mm. role. Mm, and that's very important. Not too many people have this attitude, but it's uh, it's a great one and very valuable. I guess that also helps you to get the right candidates and then you know when you speak with clients uh, if you have any you know on your own then at least this also positions you as the career advisor eventually or the talent advisor That's yeah great okay yeah. cool cool so um what would be your your uh, kind of final advice to people who are starting the tech recruiting journey you mentioned a few you know personality traits or maybe some tools uh so with your experience now and for the last two years you've been working as the remote tech recruiter so what would be your your advice to people who are you know on on the edge of starting on maybe they just recently started i think the tech recruitment is just going to grow exponentially for the next in the next few years as, as things change and you know so maybe in the next few years we'll all be hiring ai you know tech uh, tech software developers but it's certainly not going anywhere. It's a very, very exciting space to be in. And even though you might think at the beginning um, the terminology is confusing and that you'll never get to grips with it, um, it does become easier. Um, it is an enjoyable space to be in, and it is a it is a busy space to be in as well. If you're doing if you're doing your job correctly, so um, I would definitely recommend um, if anyone was thinking about it to. To jump ahead and, and go ahead and give it a go. 
Mm, yeah, awesome, awesome. Thank you, thank you for sharing. Yeah, there are you know uh, so many different opinions, but uh, IT is very likely you know here to stay for a long time. It's not going anywhere, and we may not be looking for front-end React developers, but we, as you mentioned, we will be looking for some other roles or maybe some uh, AI developer or probably cybersecurity specialists or God knows who. But it's good to right. have the IT background and. You know, with with uh, kind of your experience, you can shift to any IT role easily. Uh, I think awesome. once you've got that basic tech foundation, I think you would be able to shift into any of those directions quite easily. Yeah. Data yeah. analysts, data, you know, as well. So, and in fact, it would be easier to start today with some easier roles, such as a front end developer, and then later shift to a role like a cybersecurity specialist. It would be much easier, you know, uh, in comparison to just starting with cybersecurity engineers or AI machine learning developers or whatnot. Correct. Yeah, you could build on that experience and those skill sets, and then you'd have a better understanding of what was required. Definitely. Awesome. Cool. Well, then, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for sharing all these uh, insights, and uh, once again, congrats to your recent placement of the you. Ukrainian or Russian-speaking software engineer who is based outside of Ukraine or Russia for <laughs> a U.S.-based client, and you are in South Africa. So that's a super cool combination. I'll remember it for a long time, I guess. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So yeah, thanks for sharing the insights, and uh, great chatting. Thank that. you so much. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Hi again, and really quick, if you'd like to get a new job as the tech recruiter, or if you'd like to start working as the independent freelance tech recruitment consultant, or if you'd like to start and grow your own agency, we can help you get closer to your goals. So just go to our website, techrecruitmentacademy.com, and learn more about the programs that we organize every now and then. So just go to the website techrecruitmentacademy.com.